What is up, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty Fan Podcast. We got a good show for you today. Going to be talking about our favorites, really our top three at each position, our top three waiver wire pickups for week four. So what's up, Ryan? How you doing? Doing well, man. Ready to talk some waiver wire ads. There's some juicy options on the waiver wire in for week four. Yep. All right, so let's get into it. So we'll start off slow. Going to start off with the tight ends. But there was still some good performances and really some repeat performances. So first one, for our tight ends, we just got two for this position. We got Ninjoku and Conklin. So David Njoku with a huge game this past week. So week three comes out, 10 targets, right? Nine receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown. So just a huge game for Ninjoku. We've really been waiting for Ninjoku to just do good for years already, right? He's got He's an athletic freak. Right, his athletic profile is just ridiculous. So, really, that's what you want in a tight end. Big athletic, decent hands, right? So finally we get to see Ninjoku unleashed, right? Nine for 89 and a touchdown. So definitely somebody, if you need a tight end, right? Kind of might be more boom bust than we think. I prefer Conklin personally, right? Conklin maybe not gonna explode like this, but Conklin's gonna be steady, man. Conklin had seven targets, nine targets, eight targets. So it seems like the floor is just better for Conklin. So, you know, just depending on what you want on your roster, if you want maybe like a boom bust guy as a second option, right? But I think a more steady option right now is Conklin. I think it was tight end three on the season so far. So this past week, Conklin was eight for 84. So I definitely prefer Conklin to Ninjoku, but Ninjoku, man, if, if he keeps anything close to that up, Right, if that's a glimpse of what we're gonna see until Deshaun comes back, it's definitely gonna be interesting. So, what do you think about these two guys, right? Um, well, we know that tight end is such a tough position, you know, for fantasy. Um, if you don't have one of those top guys, it can be a real headache. So, I think these are two viable options. Um, somebody asked me on the live stream we had on TikTok on Sunday. And I said, you know, he said, how much should I bid on Najoku? I really, I'm desperate at tight end. And I told him, I was like, well, I mean, I would put a, put a bid on Najoku, but also put a bid on Conklin. And I'm kind of with you. I think um, for a redraft, I think I'd rather have Conklin. I think he's been more consistent. He's getting more um, targets every week. Um, and, and so I just kind of would prefer Conklin, I think. But like I said, I, I wouldn't fault you for trying to get Con- um Najoku and maybe streaming a tight end week to week. And that seems to be, you know, that, that might see, be the way to go. Yeah. Some people like to do that. I don't really like streaming tight ends. If you are going to do it though, you pretty much pick up, you can pick up two at the end, right? Two at the end of your draft. Some people like to do that or just switch one out week to week. But Conklin definitely, man, definitely looks like a, I mean, steady option right now with Flacco. He's been getting some targets. So let's transition into. QBs, we only got one QB, because if you got this guy, he's probably on your waiver wire, right? One QB leagues. So T-Law, man, Trevor Lawrence, it's so good to see him have himself a game. I think it was 262, 262 yards, three touchdowns. I think that's what it, I think that's what it was. It was 25 fantasy points. So definitely good. He's got some weapons now, right, for the most part. Christian Kirk's look good. Zay Jones looks good, who we're going to mention later, right? We got James Robinson. He's got ETN. So he's definitely got some weapons, man. And it seems like what they surrounded with 
is finally clicking. Seems like that offense is clicking. This and they played the Chargers, man. So Chargers are a good team, and they put up some numbers against the Chargers. So they take down the Chargers week three. So definitely, if T Law is on your waiver wire, which he probably is, in a in your one QB leagues, I wouldn't mind if I lost Trey Lance or you have Dak, right? If you're in, in need of a quarterback. I definitely don't, or if you had Wentz, right, and you're believing Wentz was going to keep this up, I'm definitely going to be spending some money on T-Law. Yeah, it's nice to see, man. He's such a likable guy. And coming out of college, he was, you know, one of the highest rated prospects for fantasy um, in dynasties. And he really struggled year one with the Jaguars. I mean, we can say, you know, maybe that was the coaching staff partially. Maybe it was just a lack of talent or weapons around him. But you know, he's really bought into, you know, what Doug Peterson is doing. And Doug Peterson and, and T-Law, they just seem to be a good fit, at least so far. And like you said, you know, Christian Kirk, that was a, a great signing by them, even though some of us were scratching our heads at the time. He's looked amazing. And like you said, Zay Jones has come in and been a respectable wide receiver too. They have two great um, uh, young RBs. So, I mean, he definitely has a lot of weapons around him. So we'll go ahead and we'll get into our wide receivers. There's definitely a lot of good wide receivers, man. When you looked, like for, to, to narrow it down to three was tough, so we will give you some honorable mentions. We'll probably give you our reasons as to why some of these guys are not on the list on our top three. But I guess we can go into it now. A couple of, a couple of honorable mentions. Obviously, Dorch, man. Greg Dorch, nine for 80. Another big game for Dorch. And the reason with him is that the guys that we have on this list are guys that we think can kind of sustain some of their production, right? So Greg Dorch, nine for 80, but you know, Rondell Moore has been creeping to come in right sooner or later Then you're still going to have D hop come back. So that's the reason that Greg Dorch, but he's definitely, man, if you want to put Greg Dorch on here and you want to go after Dorch, I definitely don't mind it. Don't blame you. Don't fault you. And the other guy that I think is worth mentioning, obviously Isaiah McKenzie, AJ Osborne, but you know, you're not going to see with Osborne, you're not going to see, uh, what you saw out of JJ, right? So that's the only thing about Osborne. Obviously, McKenzie, McKenzie looked great. McKenzie could be on here. He's been turning heads in preseason, right? But he's still kind of split in that role. So seven for 76 in the touchdown, though, definitely is solid. The other, the last honorable mention, guys, a long forgotten name, Traquan Smith, last from the past. Traquan Smith, four for 105. So he didn't even play like he didn't even play the full game. Four for 105. He is in concussion protocol, so monitor that. But I think if you miss out on some of these guys, I don't mind getting Traquan Smith. Michael Thomas is dealing with some uh, a foot injury again. That does not sound good at all to me. I'm worried. I have Michael Thomas in dynasty. I have him in a redraft. I'm definitely concerned for the long term outlook of the season for Michael Thomas, man. So Traquan Smith, I think, is someone that if he can sneak into that role. Obviously, uh, Jarvis Landry is injured as well. I'm not sure the extent of Jarvis Landry's injury, but I'm not liking the sound of Michael Thomas having a foot injury. Right? He's dealt with foot lower lower leg injuries for two years, had surgeries. So I'm not liking that. So I think Traquan Smith is a solid little flyer as well. Sneaky little ad this week on the waiver wire. Yeah. So let's get into our number three. Did you want to talk about any of those, Ryan? Well, I like Dorch, man. I think Dorch is somebody that we can roster because, um, you know, he's attached to Kyler Murray and Rondo Moore is just, you know, he, he didn't really do much last year. Um, 
And so I, I'll say that I'll, I'll, I would definitely put a little bit of fab on Dorch. If I missed out on some of those top guys that kind of were ranking above him, um, I would be okay with just, you know, placing a smaller bid on Dorch um, if I need somebody to start because he's getting playing time, man. He's getting close to 90% of the snaps, and he's also getting targets. targets um, so, I mean, targets. He's, he's got Kyler, so. I, I like I like Dorch out of those guys that we talked about. And I'll just say really quick, uh the rookie wide receivers guys, we're not talking about them because they're they're rostered in all the leagues that we play in. So, you know, yes, obviously if Olave is out there, get him. Garrett Wilson, go get him. But I mean those guys should be rostered. Uh, so that's why we're not talking about them. Yeah. All right. So our wide receiver three. Right, it's going to be Zay Jones. So you go ahead and lead us off with Zay Jones, right? Well, you know he's he's uh, the wide receiver two on a great team. I mean, the Jaguars are playing great. You know what I mean? He's got Trevor Lawrence. Um, in week one, he saw eighty three percent of the snap share, had nine targets, put up twelve points. Uh, week two was okay, only four targets, only five points. But last week, week yesterday, he had eleven targets, ten receptions. Um, so, and a touchdown. So I think that he's somebody that, you know, he's wide receiver, I believe 24 right now on the year. So he's a firm low end wide receiver too. So he's somebody that definitely needs to be rostered moving forward. Um, you know, I'm comfortable dropping some of those flyer guys or those, um, maybe some of those RB handcuffs. If we really need a, a wide receiver at this point, I really like Zay Jones. Yeah, and they really I mean if you're if you're getting Zay Jones, it's because really you believe in, in Trevor Lawrence. Right. So if you think Trevor Lawrence is gonna keep this up, Jack's gonna keep this up, he's gonna continue to just improve, right? Because he can get better as the season goes on, right? So I definitely don't mind tying, you know, one of these pass catchers up, tying one of T Law's pass catchers up. So definitely I like Zay Jones. Let's go into our number two. This guy just a monster week. I think he just has to be on this list. So our wide receiver two, Matt Collins. So this past week, Matt Collins would just, just explodes, man. I think it was 154, 158 yards, eight for 158 and a touchdown. So just a huge week. I mean, you cannot be on the waiver list if you do something like that. And I know Renfro was out, but still, man, you haven't seen this stat line from Renfro. So this has to earn him some more opportunity. And really, he's been getting some some snaps, right? He's been getting a pretty decent amount of snap share. I think he was like at 80% like the first two games. I think he tied Devontae Adams and targets this game with 10. So Matt Collins, just a huge game. I mean, you've got to be talented to do that. Eight for 158 and a touchdown. It was 30 fantasy points, 29.96. So Matt Collins is going to be our number two ad for wide receivers. Yeah, man, I, uh, you know, I'm not sure about about Mac Hollins yet. You know, I, I'm definitely fine with, uh, you know, people trying to acquire him. Um, I'm gonna definitely throw out some bids, but like I said, there's a, there's a lot of good options, man, on the waiver this week. So I, I I I would just caution people to spend like don't spend too much trying to get Mac Hollins. I mean, I'd be perfectly fine with putting smaller bids and getting a guy like Zay Jones or Greg Dortch. Um, for these next three or four weeks, um, hundred dollar budget. I mean, maybe like you know, 
seven bucks on your top guy and then you could do like a bunch of three dollar bids on these guys or even maybe one or two right yeah. put in for all these guys we talked about mckenzie osborne you can even add those guys to the list and really you'll be fine with any of them but but yeah that's definitely definitely the strategy that i usually like to do especially if there's kind of like all like i want i don't want it's kind of hard to say tiered but it's almost like a tier of receivers right really so i definitely don't mind putting low bids on a few of these guys so we'll go into our number one, and this player, man, I'm just I'm glad for this player. I'm glad more so because we had him as our wide receiver stash. So Romeo Dobbs, man, comes out. We heard he was going to get an increase in opportunity. Christian Watson, I know a lot of people had high hopes for him, but he just has not been able to stay healthy. Like in in training camp, he missed in and out of training camp. He's missed a lot of practice. He missed practice this week, so. He's out. Now we have Watkins, Sammy Watkins, returning to the IR. Right? Shocking turn of events by Sammy. And then, so now you have just Christian Watson. Now he's out this week. So Dobbs just has just continued to take advantage of his opportunity in preseason, in training camp. We heard a lot of good things about Dobbs. So now he gets his opportunity. He goes out there, a perfect eight for eight, man. Eight for eight. 73 yards and a touchdown, 21 fantasy points. And I think just really, if you go eight for eight, you're going to earn the respect of Aaron Rob Aaron Rodgers. So I like Dobbs going forward. I like the opportunity. I like that they targeted him a lot. I like that he was on the field with Lazard and still did this, right? So he, it's like he was out there with the reserves. He went out there with pretty much everybody there except Sammy, right? I guess Christian Watson's not there. But it just seems like he's just earning the respect, earning the trust of the coaching staff. You heard a lot of positive stuff all training camp. Then even you heard LaFleur saying he wanted to get him involved, and they did. Eight for eight, 73 yards and a touchdown. So I like Dobbs. I think he could be the wide receiver one for the rest of the season in Green Bay. So I'm definitely going to be spending some money on Dobbs. Yeah, I agree, man. He's the one the one wide receiver that I would probably pay up for, especially if I'm 0-3 or 1-2 and and I'm – needing a flex play around, you know, maybe RB heavy, but my wide receivers, you know, if I have Darna Mooney, right. And I'm sitting there staring at Darna Mooney, I'm perfectly fine dropping Darna Mooney and getting Romeo Dobbs for the rest of the season. Totally out on a guy like Mooney. Um, like you said, he's just has such a tremendous opportunity in front of him tied to Aaron Rodgers. and Aaron Rodgers has shown when you earn his trust, he's going to feed you the ball. And so hopefully that was, it looked like a step in that direction. Um, Cause they had a tough game. It was a tough matchup and he produced man. Yeah. So we'll head into our RBs, our top three RBs. So at RB three, a familiar name, but JD McKissick, right? So now JD McKissick, he's really just getting the same, that, that same role that he gets. Right. And he was like, I think it was like an RB two, right. At some points in the season, last season. So just, Seven targets last week, nine targets this week. Nine targets, man, that's pretty good. And Gibson's target share has gone down. Gibson, four targets last week, only one target this week. So it seems like McKissick has just taken that role, that receiving role again from Antonio Gibson, right, getting a majority of those rece receptions now. And I think even like with – he got three carries, but I think even with, with Brian Robinson back, I think that his role here is going to be pretty safe. You know, I think B-Rob might get some goal line work, maybe some in-between-the-20s work, but it just seems they just like McKissick in this role. So I just think he's a solid little floor play. If you want a little flex play, 
for some of those bye weeks, someone that's going to get you maybe 10 points. You're not going to worry about it. You're in an easy matchup, right? I like J.D. McKissick just with these targets that he's getting as a, as a flex play in a pinch or during some bye weeks. Yeah, for sure, man. And I think the big thing about McKissick is you could probably get him for like zero. If you're allowed to bid zero, you could probably get him for zero or a dollar if you have to bet a dollar. Yeah, so uh, he's definitely somebody that you can acquire. And like you said, um, I think it's also going to be dependent on games game script if you think the commanders are going to be down in the game which they were this past week to the eagles he's going to be in the game he's going to be in there because he's just a good pass catcher that's why they wanted him back i mean buffalo actually was already basically we had gotten reports that buffalo had made an offer and he was going to sign with buffalo and then all of a sudden last minute washington came back and i guess gave him a better offer and he decided to stay in washington so they obviously like him a lot so they're going to use him in that third down role. And when they go into that two-minute no-huddle offense or they're behind, they're definitely going to use him. Yep. So we're going to go into our number two. And really, this guy could be one when I'm thinking about and breaking it down. But Jamal Williams, just a huge game, big opportunity now. It sounds like they're saying Swift might be out till after the bye. So after basically week six, right, to week six. So these next two games, we might have the Jamal Williams show. 24 fantasy points this past week. And what I think about Jamal is really his value when, when uh, right now, obviously, skyrocketing. Going to have two big weeks. Great opportunity, right, with the Lions offense that looks good so far. As well as when when Swift comes back, they still give him work. Like, he still gets goal line work just weirdly and frustratingly enough, he still gets goal line work. So I think even when he comes back, even when Swift comes back, I mean, if you spend some money on Jamal Williams, he still holds some value on your roster, right? So he could, now that I'm thinking about it, he could be number one. I do like the number one guy also, but Jamal Williams just solid little pickup this week. Yeah, for sure, man. He, um, he's somebody that's going to produce as he's going to be a top five, top six running back. Like right now he's RB six on the year with, and that's with Deandre Swift playing. So I think that without Swift, the next couple of weeks, I mean, he's got favorable matchups. Well, at least in week four, he plays Seattle week five, new England, you're right. New England sometimes can give running backs fits, but if you need a running back for sure, week four, he's definitely a guy that you can play, um, and he'll get you top 10 results, I think. Yeah. So heading into our number one, we have Khalil Herbert. So why don't you lead us off about Khalil, right? Well, Khalil Herbert, man, you know, he we heard rumblings in the offseason and even early on into this season that the coaching staff really loves Khalil Herbert. There was even some people saying that for the system, they they like Khalil Herbert better as a better fit than Montgomery. And so the first couple weeks, you know, he didn't really get a lot of snap percentage, 20, 30%. But with the injury to Montgomery, he came in and he shined. He's the RB1 RB1 on the week with 30.9 fantasy points. He had, let me see here, I think he had 157 rushing yards, 20 attempts, um, a couple of targets in the passing game, but that's not really what the Bears do. They don't pass much. So, and two TDs. And so... With David Montgomery, you know, missing the next couple of games, uh, we don't really know how much yet. 
I mean, Khalil Herbert, he's definitely the guy that you want to add if you need a running back for the next three to four weeks. And be, if he does well, which I anticipate he will, there's, you know, I don't want to say there's no there's no no guarantee that Monty will get the the job back, you know, but it's not going to be, uh, you know, I'm, now I'm just not playing anymore. If he's doing well, he's going to get a 50-50 split. He's going to get – it's going to become more of a timeshare, I guess I'm trying to say. So he's yeah. somebody that I'm definitely willing to spend if I need an RB. Um, if I'm, you know, 1-2, and 0-3, oh now's the time to get Khalil Herbert. Put him in your lineup as a, as a running back or as a flex. Uh, he's going to produce. Yeah, I definitely like the the thought process there. You know, as man, if he 157 yards, two touchdowns, dude, like that's just that's a monster game, almost eight yards per carry. So 30 points, man. So what you're saying is true. If his and if if he's playing like this, man, he might hold off. He might hold off Montgomery. And then Montgomery, I'm hearing, I heard knee, and then I even heard it possibly could be a high ankle sprain. I'm not sure how true that is, but he might be out longer than we think. I know Swift's only going to miss two games, right? So, but Montgomery could be out like four to six. You know, we don't know. If it's a high ankle sprain, those take a while. So you just don't know. I haven't heard any updates on it, but but still, you just like the opportunity that Khalil Herbert's going to have. And this dude's going to be basically, I mean, he's a top 10 RB. Yeah. Right? The Bears, they just, they, it's like all they do is run the ball right right now. They're, they're not going to pass. They're still going to rely heavily on the run. So you got to like the opportunity of Khalil Herbert. And we've seen him be right. Put up RB one numbers last year when he had, when he got the role. So I like Khalil Herbert. I'm definitely going to be actually have him stashed. He was one of our, one of my favorite stashes before the season started. So I got him in a lot of drafts. He went late in drafts. He was going so late in drafts behind all those top handcuffs, like, like Madison and all those guys. And he's definitely one of was should have been one of the top handcuffs. So I'm glad to have him. I think I have him in the the ten teamer, right? So yeah, you I do. I'll be sending some offers. I got him. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sending some offers this week, man. He's probably the number one. Him and Dobbs, they're the number one. Yeah, I would agree. I would say he's probably number one, just because it's harder to find running backs that can really help you and and then have a a window of sustainability, right? Um, we saw that last year with Elijah Mitchell, um, but it doesn't happen often where a running back comes in and has uh, helps you and produces, but also has a big window like the, to sustain it throughout the season. And so he's somebody that really can, I think. And like you mentioned it, Justin Fields, I don't know what it is, man, with the Bears, but they, they just don't trust him. It's like he has training wheels on when he's playing. They don't want him to throw the ball downfield. Um, so they're down big to the Packers. And they're still running the ball. It's like, okay. Well, all right, guys. That is all we have for you today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe. Check out some of our other videos. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Later, guys. Good luck.